SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Hour number two of Bagels and Bad Beats on this Friday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 844-843-6879. The toll-free telephone number, again, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. Uh, it is at Opposite Picks. You want to email me, go to the website, hit the Contact Scott icon, and fire away. You want to watch us on uh, YouTube, check us out. Uh, just go to YouTube and uh, punch in Sports Grid Radio, and there we are. Uh, on the chat room as well. I, I guess Dan is not married and uh, doesn't have kids and doesn't have uh, daughters and doesn't have daughters uh, from his marriage uh, that are interested in basketball because he, he shamely left out the WNBA scores in our update. How about that? Wow. No respect whatsoever. So uh, I will give you the scores as I actually keep track of this stuff. Washington blew out Seattle 89-71. Minnesota beat Chicago 83-81, and uh, it was Los Angeles uh, topping Connecticut 81-76. So after we actually proclaimed that there were nothing but overs, overs, overs in the NBA, uh, I believe all three games actually went under. The, now, the over-unders were monstrous uh, yesterday, so they must have, you know, the boys in Vegas must be listening to our program uh, because it didn't take them long for them to adjust their lines. Because if you look at the scores, you would think, okay, 160 points in the Washington game, 164 in the Minnesota game and 157 even in the uh, Las Vegas Connecticut game you think that would result in at least two if not all three overs but I actually think they all three went under I'll double check uh, in our next break but uh, there you go uh, we're a full service operation here on bagels and, and bad beats eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine baseball stuff as you may have heard Dan say uh you know Mike Trout decides that he's going to opt out. Uh, you know, it's just just typical Mike Trout. You know, this, this guy is such a bozo. Um, I, you know how I feel. If you don't, you should. He's to me one of the most overrated players in, in baseball. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he sucks or anything, but his numbers do not reflect the attention that he gets. And now, when the team needs him the most, he's leaving. That, my friends, is Mike Trout in a nutshell. Bagels and Bad Beats, we'll talk about all that stuff next, coming up right here on a Friday morning with Scott Russell. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Nesson and uh, Yes Network, which is the Yankees uh, play-by-play. Uh, the uh, Shane Bieber, Aaron Judge, and Chris Vasquez highlights from last night on a Friday morning here at Bagels and Bad Beats, 844-843-6879. Yep, Bieber did set the uh, 
actually tied the major league record with 14 strikeouts, giving him a record tying 27 now over his first two games. That prop bet of over strikeouts is going to get obliterated. I told you that before the season, when we ran down our season prop plays with FanDuel, and they had an over-under of, depending on when and where you did your shopping, right around 101.5 to 105.5. I saw it go up to even 105.5, and and I said, play that one. That out of all the ones, uh, forget about who's winning the World Series, forget about anybody hitting 400, forget about anybody hitting you know, 25 home runs to forget about anybody doing this or winning eight and a half games. I said, if you're only going to play one, they screwed up. I don't know why. I don't know how. It shouldn't be that difficult, but they screwed up with the over under on strikeouts. I guess they assumed that the starters wouldn't be in there as long as they normally would, but they put the over under right around 100. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that the number one and really probably number two guys on each team would get 12 starts, if not more, but 12. You divide 12 into 100. You're talking about eight strikeouts a game. I told you there are over 20 guys that averaged at least that amount last year. So when you only need one out of 20 to come through, I thought that was by far the easiest play on the board. And right now we're looking pretty as Shane Bieber already has 27. So barring a you know, injury to Bieber or, you know, the season obviously being shut down, that should be, dare I say it, that should be an easy, easy win. And I hope you, you, you quadrupled your bet on that. Indians beat the Twinkies 2-0. As I mentioned, Red Sox over the Mets 4-2. Christian Vasquez, he's part of the uh, other pool when it comes to MVP. Now, I don't know what kind of numbers he would have to put up in order to get the MVP for a season in which the Red Sox probably won't make the playoffs, but he's got four home runs already. He's hitting over 400, and uh, he's on pace for about uh, 70 RBIs. So uh, he's one of the few Red Sox that are coming through in the clutch. Stankies beat Baltimore last night. As you heard, Aaron Judge with that three-run homer in the uh, top of the ninth inning, wiping out a 6-5 Baltimore lead. Orioles had scored two in the bottom of the eighth to take the lead. So nice job by the Stanks if you laid the run and a half. You know, it's crazy to lay the odds that they were laying almost 3-1 to one again last night after laying minus 380 two nights ago with uh, Garrett Cole on the hill. A little more reasonable, right around 260, 280, <clears throat> close to 300. But you, you can't do that. You, you just can't. Um, you know, you want to put it in a parlay or something, okay. But to play that straight, although they beat Baltimore now, I think I saw it on TV 21 straight times. That's amazing. You know, to beat one team between them beating Baltimore and the Astros beating Seattle. You talk about just two absolute gibbons. Um, and but both came through again, you know, with uh, Seattle winning three of four, excuse me, with Houston winning three of four against Seattle to open up the season. And now uh, the Stanks taking the first two games of the series uh, against Baltimore after sitting uh, out the last couple of days. Uh, Marlins had 19 cases now, uh, 17 players, depending on who you listen to, but uh, a couple of more added to the uh, coronavirus list yesterday. So they're up to supposedly 19 with 17, again, supposedly being players. Weekend series wiped off the board in Philadelphia with Toronto uh, because of the coronavirus, because they had a couple of workers, no players, but a couple of workers test positive. So their weekend series against the Blue Jays wiped off the board. Blue Jays are still apparently in Washington uh, as they finished up a series this week against them. No sense flying to Philadelphia. So that series uh, is off the board. Uh, The Marlins aren't going to resume play now until next Tuesday at the earliest. 
the the games are starting to add up. They they really are. They had to agree to this. I, I think it's idiotic. Well, no, I shouldn't say that, but I'm not happy with it. But I understand. They agreed to have doubleheaders be only seven innings long. I, I don't know what that's going to accomplish, except for the fact that maybe they think there is going to be so many doubleheaders. You know, they, they literally may have two, I don't know, three doubleheaders in one week if the coronavirus continues to wipe off games. So they said we can't play nine innings. It's, it's just way too much. So the players and the owners agreed to play seven inning games for doubleheaders. Not even like the, there was one proposal we were talking about yesterday where they would play one game, nine innings, and the second game, seven. But they said if you're going to do it, you might as well just do it. So now doubleheaders starting uh, tomorrow will be seven inning games. And, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a purist, but I also am a realist. And, and the realist part of me says, listen, you're playing 60 games. So no matter what happens from here on out, ultimately, you're playing 60 games. This season is whether the, you believe there's going to be asterisk or not, it's not a normal season. Somebody hits 400. Um, someone has a, a, a streak snapped. Um, you know, we had a phone call or, or suggest or ask about, uh, you know, Seattle hasn't made the postseason in, what is it, 18 straight years. That's the longest. The Seattle Mariners, that's, believe it or not, that's the longest for any franchise in the four major sports here in the United States. You know, would that streak get broken if they made the playoffs this year because they were the seventh and eighth place team when normally you wouldn't? You know, the answer is yes. You know, anything that is, is what it is. You know, even a 400 season, a guy hits 400, guy hit 400 this year. You know, I mean, it, it, that whether it was 60 games or 162, what did he hit for the year? He hit 403. Well, then he hit 400 for the season. You know, I mean, you, you got to temper your enthusiasm for some of these marks, but it, it is what it is. So that's why I say with these seven innings, it's dumb. It's dopey. Is it really going to make that big a difference between seven innings and two more? I wouldn't think so, but, you know, it's better than having, you know, runners start on second base in the eighth and ninth inning to break any ties. I, I wouldn't want that either. So I just as soon have just the seven innings, I suppose. So the good thing out of it all is that, you know what, the players and owners actually agreed on something in, in about five minutes. It's shocking but true that they actually were able to agree on something without any bickering and fighting and the players having their hands out asking for more money. They, they actually were able to get something accomplished, even though I didn't like what they accomplished. You know, interesting. Uh, well, first up, Cubs and Reds uh, rained out yesterday, last night. Anthony Rizzo, though, went to Twitter, uh, you know, challenging the owner, saying player safety, tweeted out, let's all sit around for eight-plus hours inside the clubhouse. I'm sure I can find that somewhere in the 113-page player safety protocol. So he's a little pissed off. Listen, I, I'm not sure how long they were there, but I'll take him for his word. Uh, whether it was eight hours or six hours or five hours, you know, listen, there's a need to get these games in. So it seems like they waited to the very, very, very last minute to get the announcement that the game was not going to be played. And I get it. You know, if they're sitting around a clubhouse, you, you're talking about 30 plus people, well, 30 players, and then the managers and then the coaches and then the trainers and then all the other personnel. And you're probably talking literally at least 40 people. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, you're confined to that area. So it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense, but it is what it is, Anthony. Just stop crying about every little freaking thing. I mean, man, you, if you're gonna play, play. If you're not, then you're not. You know, go down the hall or something. Go, go, go. You know, take a nap. God, these players are so whiny and bitchy. It's amazing. Bagels and bad beats. Open up the phone deck right here on a Friday morning. Scott Russell.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning, 844-843-6879. Getting you set for a monster, monster weekend. I will not be here for the first... uh, at this point, three days, I may be throwing uh, our boys a little curve. I might return Wednesday. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, when I asked for the vacation, I thought maybe, you know, take a trip or somewhere, even, even if it's just driving around. But as it turns out with the virus, I mean, everything still is closed. And it, I may just, you know, after a couple of days off and being around the family, I may just be ready to blow my brains out. So uh, that means I need to get back on the air because this is my therapeutic medicine here. So I might be here Wednesday, but uh, definitely not Monday and Tuesday. Uh, our good buddy Joe Pisapi will uh, will take you on Monday and Tuesday and then uh, maybe Wednesday as well, so uh, treat him well. Dusty Baker and Brian McCann there. Dusty, obviously, skipper uh, and uh, Brian McCann uh, not too happy with things. Baker with the Astros, McCann with the Dodgers, uh, excuse me, with the, with the Astros as well. Uh, Rip and Joe Kelly, we know the story. You know, I, I was thinking about this. It actually is the perfect storm. I, you know, I, I don't doubt for a second Major League Baseball planned this. I, I really don't. And, and it could not. Th- this is just the absolute perfect storm for what happened this week when the Dodgers played the Nationals. Or excuse me, the Nationals. The Dodgers played the Astros. Now, they had to play this year because the AL West plays the NL West. So it was a foregone conclusion that these two teams would play at least four times, and they are. But I don't think it's an accident that these two teams played the first week of the season. They could have very easily played week three, week four. You know what? Uh, You know, both teams should be vying for playoff spots. Both teams, you know, should be contending for World Series. You know, let them get uh, two, three, four weeks under their belt before they play. This way they can get a real strong Houston and a real strong in shape, if you will, Dodger team. They could have had that philosophy. But instead, you know, they put the two teams in the computer. And it kicks out that they play the first week of the season. Now, they don't open up the season. Seattle did with uh, with Houston, not, not the Dodgers. But still, it was the first week. So what, Scott? Well, I mean, think about this. Major League Baseball does not want this hanging around. They, you know, they, they don't like the fact that teams are going to be pissed off at the Astros. They really don't. They, they want to get this thing done. They want to move on. That actually was, you know, a long time ago. It was three seasons ago. The investigation was a long time ago. We've had the virus. You know, they're, they're just thrilled that they actually have a baseball season at this point. The last thing they want is any kind of negative publicity. I really believe that. So I really think on purpose they said, all right, listen, if we play the Dodgers-Houston series in, we'll say, middle of August, well, in the meantime, the Astros are going to play Seattle, which could be headhunters, Oakland, which could be headhunters, um, you know, Texas, which could be headhunters. You know, pick any of the teams that they would be on their schedule. There's going to be four, five, six, seven series, we'll say, before the Astro, before the Astros-Dodgers series. Well, all those other teams <clears throat> might feel compelled to seek revenge against the Astros. Major League Baseball didn't want that. They, they don't want a month of this team being uh, headhunted. So they said, let's, let's just get it out of the way. Just, you know, get it out of the way. Well, what are we going to do, Rob? Um, let's schedule the Dodgers against the Astros because the Dodgers were the team that supposedly got screwed, right? So if anyone's going to be doing any headhunting against Houston this year, it would be L.A. So let's put L.A. front and center 
let them do whatever they have to do, and then all the other series after that, some of those teams won't necessarily feel, again, compelled. You know, does Oakland really feel like they got screwed by Houston? Does Texas? Does Colorado? Does Arizona? Does Seattle? You know, probably not. You know, but the Players Association might be on them a little bit since they're playing the Astros. So we don't want all those teams. Let's just get the team that should be pissed off the most, the Dodgers. So they play the Dodgers. And then Joe Kelly, the bird brain that he is, I think does Major League Baseball a huge favor, believe it or not. And this might explain why he wasn't kicked out. I think Major League Baseball told those umpires, say, listen, you know what? Unless the guy gets hit, do not throw out the pitcher. But what if he throws at his head? Doesn't matter. What if he throws at two guys' head? Doesn't matter. What if he throws at three guys' head? Doesn't matter. If he doesn't hit them, don't throw them out. Because if you throw them out, you're not going to solve the problem. We want this thing resolved. We understand someone's going to get hit. So let it happen. And until it happens, just shut up and just umpire the game. And I think that's why Kelly never really got tossed, because even though he threw at three batters, about six different pitches, literally at their heads, he wasn't uh, tossed out of the game because none of those guys actually got hit. And then, but the antics of Kelly, you know, the faces and the pointing and the jibber jabbering and then having the benches emptied, it was perfect because it almost seems like now everything is done. It should be done. You know, okay, no no Astro actually got hit, but three guys uh, got thrown at. You have a, a pitcher who was mocking them. You know, he's sending out tweets. Maybe he is, maybe he's not, but the whole world got involved. Eight-game suspension. Major League Baseball should be like, you know what, this is great. We had an opening week series. We had uh, not fisticuffs, but we had a bench-clearing incident. Uh, we had one guy mocking the other guy. This really, really should be done now with the Astro situation. All those other teams that really weren't affected by this, at least not directly like in a World Series, really shouldn't feel compelled. So in a strange sort of way, you know, the eight games is ridiculous. And I do believe, as we mentioned yesterday, that'll get reduced. But in a strange sort of way, it all worked out perfectly for Major League Baseball with Joe Kelly acting up. Like if he just threw with the three guys and just walked off the hill, no big deal. I think the Dodgers would be pissed off because, you know, we tried, we failed. We didn't get the job done. We still got to go back the next day and hit them. And the Astros would be, you know, not sure what's going on. And the other teams would be the same way, like, okay, well, the Dodgers tried, but they didn't. So we're going to have to do the job. But because, you know, it was a, a mockery made of the situation, I really think that should be put to bed. I, I would like to think so. so. Um, other baseball stuff, as I mentioned before the break, Mike Trout, He's placed on paternity leave. You know, listen. You know who they play, by the way, the Angels, who at this point are two and four. Did they win last night? Let me let me double check. I think they, I want to say no. But um, heading into last night, they had a two and four record, which, you know, I understand is uh, the first week of the season. But at this point, it was tied for the worst record in baseball. This is when they need Mike Trout the most. This is Mike Trout to me in a nutshell. Whenever this team needs Mike Trout, he is not there. If you look at his batting averages, uh, Angels lost last night. Uh, how about that? Uh, shocking. So now they have the worst record in baseball. If you look at his stats, 
his stats, which aren't great, they're good, but they're not great. You know, he's not getting 100 RBIs every season. He's not batting 300 every season. He's not hitting 40 home runs every season. He's really not. Uh, you know, you ask 10 average baseball fans, Mike Trout's numbers, and I guarantee you they'd say, well, 45 homers, 110 RBIs, uh, 310 batting average, and, and not even close. It's just not even close. But whenever he, uh, whenever that team needs him, he's just not there. The points of the schedule, you know, in July, August, when seasons are made or lost, his batting average and his numbers are atrocious. Right now, the Angels sit with a 2-5 and five record. That is tied with Arizona for the worst record in baseball, okay? Baseball. Now, I understand you only have 60 games, and I understand that eight teams make the postseason, but this is a perilous time. This is a dangerous time for this Angels team. They need every bullet they have in the chamber because, as I mentioned, their next three games against the Houston Astros. They lose that three-game series, and they fall to two and eight. I'm not going to say you put a fork in them because eight teams do make the playoffs, but this is a key point of the season. And once again, key point of the season, and Mike Trout decides he wants to be with the wife who's delivering the first baby. Now, you want to say that's a noble thing? Fine, I suppose. But the baby's not due until August 3rd. Okay, that's not tomorrow. That's not the next day. You know, that's the following day. Once he goes on paternity leave, this is not just a regular paternity leave. You know, baby's delivered back in action that night or the next day. No, you got to go through quarantine again. He's going to have to sit out a couple of days. So you're looking at a week uh, minimum. And God forbid he should get the virus. But you're looking at a week without Mike Trout in that lineup when you have the worst record in baseball. You come back, and, and this team is, again, you know, 3-9 and nine or whatever the case may be. Season could be lost, and there, there's Mike Trout. They would have been better off just not coming back then, Mike. Really, if, if you were going to leave like this, then you should have known this going in, and you should have just said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not going to do it. He is just never, ever, ever there. By the way, real quickly, hockey last night, you know, we gave you the WNBA all three Unders after having a season-long overrun. Uh, Preds 2-0 over the Stars. Blue Jackets 4-1 over the Bruins. Golden Knights 4-1 over Arizona. The Coyotes, three more unders. NHL in their little resumption so far, exhibition portion, 11-0-1 under. Not bad. Bet the unders when the season really resumes on uh, Saturday. More coming up. A big one SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Song in the history of fight songs, bar the original. 
stolen by many other weak-ass football teams. But there you go. Dolphins to the Super Bowl. Forget what Brian Flores just said. And Lamar Jackson was there as well. We'll get to his comments. You know, that's no, no, Bri. You didn't win those five dopey football games last year when the season was already lost for nothing. All right? You won those dopey games. So deal with the fact that we now have two tags. And we are going to count on him taking us to the promised land. Not in week three, not or not in year three, not in year four, not in year two. Oh, no, no, no. We expect it year number one. Absolutely. You know, when uh, Pat Mahomes was sitting the bench, they actually had a halfway decent quarterback. When Aaron Rodgers was sitting the bench, the Packers had a halfway decent quarterback. When some of these QBs had to sit the bench for a year or two, there were halfway decent quarterbacks in front of them. We don't. We have 9,000-year-old Ryan never won a big game in his life, Fitzpatrick, as our starting quarterback, or Josh Rosen, even worse. So there is nothing, not a zilch, zero in front of Tua for him not to be the starting quarterback week number one. And we want wins, wins, and wins. You know, Tua better have a better year than Joe Burrow. Otherwise, you, Mr. Flores, are going to be out on the streets because you were dumb enough to win football games last year when you were just pissing away the first overall draft choice and nothing else. I don't care about respecting the locker room. I don't care about veterans. All those veterans and all that respect right out the window because those veterans suck. That's why the Dolphins were 0-10 or whatever they were before they decided to win their first uh, football game. 0-8, I think it was, or 0-7, whatever the case. Uh, No, no, no. You you blow the first-round draft choice and we get stuck with Tua, don't try and temper our enthusiasm. No, you have to deal with it. We want Tua to take us in that division, especially where the Patriots are going to stink, the Jets are a joke, and Buffalo is led by Josh Allen. So there's no reason in the world why the Dolphins should not not only make the playoffs, but uh, win the division with Tua tags. Don't ask us. We've been sitting on a dog team for years. Don't tell us to uh, temper our enthusiasm for Tua because he can't deal with the pressure. What, he he can deal with the pressure of playing at Alabama where it's basically go undefeated, win a championship, or bust? He can deal with that pressure, but he can't deal with the pressure of 10,000 fans in Miami watching the Dolphins every single week? No, 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 no. Playoffs or bust for Tua and the Dolphins. It's as simple as that. As for Lamar, listen, brother, you know what? It's a dangerous thing. I know it sounds good. You know, Antonio Brown's cousin is on the team, Hollywood Brown. He's around friends. He's around family. You know, he wants to win. He wants to do this. We got a brotherhood in the locker room, as you heard Lamar say, Ravens quarterback. But. Listen, you don't, you don't, Raven fans, I know on paper it sounds great. You give Lamar an offensive real, real weapon with that running game and that defense and Jackson's ability to scramble around. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I get all that. I can't argue that football-wise. But what I can argue is you do not want that cancer around your quarterback. Your quarterback, now, personally, I think it's only a matter of time before he gets injured. But your quarterback can be not only the face of the franchise, but the face of the NFL. You got a longstanding rivalry maybe developing with Kansas City. If Jackson stays healthy and Mahomes stays healthy, you have a good 10, 15-year career out of Lamar Jackson staring you down the face. 
you, you don't want him tied with Antonio Brown. You really don't. And it sounds a lot more like just a quarterback Washington or a, a quarterback wide receiver relationship. It sounds like he wants to befriend him and bring him into the family. And you don't want that with Antonio Brown. You don't want that cancer with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has a chance to be a great player in this league for a long time, a leader in that locker room. Don't bring Antonio Brown into that. You know, you're going to win the battle, but you're going to lose the war. That's what's going to happen because, yeah, A.B. may want to win, Lamar. You may think uh, more so than ever before A.B. wants to win. Maybe he's humbled a little bit, and that may all be true. But what do you tell me? that there was not a better situation than the New England Patriots. There wasn't a better situation than being with Tom Brady. There wasn't a better situation with being with Bill Belichick and a team that had a chance to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. What are you kidding me? After being pissed on in Pittsburgh all those years by New England in the postseason, and after being in a hellhole with Oakland, he's got a chance to resurrect his career with the Patriots, with Brady, with Belichick. You're telling me that Baltimore is a better situation than what that was? because he pissed away that opportunity as well. You, you think things are going to be smooth in Baltimore just because you're befriending him? That's not how A.B. works, Lamar. You know, this is the same guy that tweeted out last week that he's accomplished everything anyone can accomplish in the NFL, even though he's never won a Super Bowl, he's never been in a Super Bowl, and realistically, he's probably never won a big game in his life because the Steelers always choke in the postseason. But yet that guy thinks he's accomplished everything. It's all about A.B. It's all about him. How long before, Lamar, that you're running around scrambling for your life and rushing for over 100 yards and A.B. has three receptions and he gets pissed off on the sidelines? What do you think? He, he's willing to do that with Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, but he's not willing to do that with you? Is that what you're saying? You think he's willing to do that with the Oakland Raiders and pull all the antics that he did with the Raiders? Uh, the the offseason he was there with them, he's not going to do that in Baltimore? Wait, we think John Harbaugh has that kind of cachet? You think Brown, his cousin, not his mother, not his father, not even his brother, you think his cousin is going to be able to control A.B.? Nah, you don't want him. You know, Lamar, you don't want him. Raven fans, you don't want him around, around Lamar. He's just going to bring him into the hole, and, and you don't want that. It, it, again, you'll win the battle. But ultimately, you'll lose the war. So keep them away from Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's future can be terrific. Lamar, pick better friends. It's as simple as that. Do not worry about A.B. You don't even know how long he's going to be suspended anyway. You don't know how, more importantly, how he's going to react to that. That's really, to me, it's not how long A.B. is going to be out. Two games, four games, maybe six. Heck, even 10, I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter as long as we have them for the final couple of games of the regular season and the postseason. So you can skip the entire regular season for all I care. But how will A.B. react to that? That's the question. Because we've seen him react negatively with every obstacle he's had to face, whether it's cut by the Patriots, ripping Robert Kraft, whether it's being let go by the Raiders, ripping them, whether it's the NFL, as we saw earlier in the week, challenging the NFL. And I do think he's right about this. You know, the NFL needs to come to the table here and, and you know, reveal the investigation's results and let me know how long I'm going to be out because teams seem to be shying away from me because they don't know how long they're going to be suspended. So I do agree with them, but it's not a good look. You don't do that over Twitter. You know, you take a flight, you drive, you call up, you know, Roger Goodell and say, hey, Rog, listen, brother, do me a favor. You know, I got three, four teams that are interested in me, and I don't know what's going on. Suspend me, whatever the case may be, five games, six games, but just, just get it done. 
You do that over the phone. You don't do it over Twitter. So how is AB going to react? We don't know. And that's the $64,000 question. So you can make the case that AB on the field is perfect for a lot of teams. You don't think he'd be great in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers? You don't think he'd be great up in Minnesota adding another weapon to, to the Vikings with, with Kirk Cousins? Uh, hell, you don't think he'd be great in Miami hooking up with, with Tua or maybe the Bungles with, with Burrow? I mean, any team, any team that need, you know, no one's ever questioning his ability to play, but it's just, we're questioning his ability to get along, to understand that they're not going to throw him the football 15 times a game, to understand he's got to be at practices, he has to listen to the head coach, he can't have the headphones on, and all the other nonsense that he brings to the table. You, you don't want that, Lamar. You, you don't want that Baltimore Ravens. I'm sorry. If, if you're not good enough to draft a, a, a wide receiver, uh, don't fall prey to what uh, Antonio Brown might be able to, to bring you. See the story about the former Giants head coach and Jags executive Tom Coughlin got into an accident, not a car accident, a bicycle accident, uh, punctured his lung, stitches to his head, fractured four ribs. I mean, holy fudge. Hospitalized for a night. Didn't even want to go to the hospital, but his family convinced him, hey, something's not right. So he goes to the hospital and they find out all these uh, things that happened to him. Says he was blindsided. He was riding his bike and some other guy riding another bicycle just ran into him supposedly. So yikes, Uh, not good there. Uh, College football, not good as well. I don't I don't get this. I, I don't I don't know. Um SEC has decided that they're gonna have a 10 game season. Okay. So dropping it from 12 to 10, not the worst thing in the world, but still I, I don't know why you can have 10 games, but you can't have 12, but whatever. Uh so they're gonna go from 12 to 10, and they're only gonna play in conference games. So no non-conference games, which I'm a big advocate of anyway. I, I think, you know, why do you have, uh, you know, 10, 12, 14 teams in your conference yet you're playing only eight conference games? Doesn't make any sense to me. Never did. So they're going to have 10 conference games. So what's the problem, Scott? Well, with that, they're eliminating all the rivalry games. No more South Carolina Clemson, or at least not this year anyway. No Georgia, Georgia Tech. No Florida, Florida State. No Louisville, Kentucky on a, on a lesser level. But, you know, those are four pretty good rivalries in which, no doubt, those states' football teams and fans really, really get up for and enjoy. So I don't understand. I get it. You want to minimize travel. That's why you're not having these non-conference games, I guess. Um, and you want to, you know, make sure that you're not flying all over the country. So why can't they institute an in-state rule? All right, you could play 11 games or even 12 games. Doesn't matter. It's up to you. You can play 10 if you want. 10, 12, whatever the case may be. But you have to play either conference games or in-state games. This way, South Carolina can play Clemson. This way, Georgia can play Georgia Tech. And Florida can play Florida State. And Louisville can play Kentucky. Why? You know, if the rule about non-conference games is basically about travel and not having these kids fly all over the country, why not just say you could play in-state rivalry games? You could play in-state games. That's it. Why eliminate two games and eliminate these great rivalries, which is the backbone of college football, when seemingly to me, you don't have to? doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why they would do that. I, I, I really don't. Bengals and bad beats on a Friday morning. We'll wrap up the top 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Wrapping up shop on a Friday morning with some stories and some picks. First up, the picks. Going to go with a couple of games here. First up, there's a lot of afternoon NBA stuff. Don't forget, these are not all-night games because they only have two courts, so they got to start these games at 2.30 in the afternoon Eastern time. So uh, take note of that. I got one game that starts, uh, I think it's 4.30. I think it's the second or third game. But going to go with over 2.24, Suns and Washington. I know both games last night went under but it's the Washington Wiz. Uh, they couldn't spell defense, never mind play it. And the Phoenix Suns, 224, modest number, going to go over. I don't think anything's going to change for Washington in this uh, resumption than it did in the regular season. Baseball-wise, going to go with the Angels laying a buck 60 against the, uh, excuse me, the Astros laying a buck 60 uh, against the LA Angels without Trout in the lineup. You could say addition by subtraction, but you know what? Um, I don't think so. It's a bad football team to begin with, so I'm going the other way. I'll take the Astros laying a buck sixty, albeit on the road. But you know, as we all know, there's really no home court uh, and field advantage without fans in the stands. All right, stories we didn't have a time to get to. Knicks made it official yesterday as uh, Tom Thibodeau was named their head coach, as we expected. Oddly enough, Mike Woodson, who used to be the Knicks head coach is currently a Clippers assistant, is thinking about rejoining the Knicks, which would make for strange bedfellows. Former head coach, and he's leaving the Clippers for the New York Knicks? Hmm. LaShawn McCoy signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bill sent their rookies home because a couple of them came down with the virus. Uh, Jamal Adams says he plans to retire a Seattle Seahawk. This after being traded by the Jets to Seattle uh, this past week. And the only thing I would say is, you know, he said the same thing last year about the New York Jets and how that turned out. Uh, Falcons agree to terms with former Bungles first-round pick and Georgia native Darquez uh, Denard. And the man who poisoned the Auburn uh, tree a few years ago, remember that? He died. So, hey, folks, have yourselves a great, great weekend. Not too many phone calls today. A lot going on. Appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week right here on Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Hudson. Be safe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.